Welcome to Cannons on the Run, episode 26, a podcast centered out of St. Norbert Abbey in De Pere, Wisconsin. I am Reverend Frater Jordan. And I am Frater Jonathan. And we are recording from the Holy Spirit House of Studies in Chicago. So yeah, it's been two weeks since our last podcast, mm-hmm. and just kind of want to give an update of what's going on in our lives. A lot has happened since the last episode. Yeah, it's a whirlwind. And suddenly, life just has lots more going on. Well, and I love fall, because pumpkin, pumpkin time. <laughs> Everything's pumpkin flavor. That is quotable. And I love fall, because pumpkin. Because <laughs> <laughs> I completely agree. <laughs> that would be our takeaway. <laughs> Uh, I'll start with a little update. So I have a big thing that happened this past week, or a big decision that happened. I'm starting a program called Exodus 90 that's put forth by those Catholic men is this group. Some of you may have heard of this. This Exodus 90 program is basically a way of using asceticism to draw closer to your relationship with God. The ultimate goal is freedom. So you're doing things like saying, no snacking between meals, Wednesday, Friday, fasting, um, which includes no meat, having regular exercise, getting enough sleep. So basically it just helps give structure to life, which that was what drew me to it. I knew getting into my grad school studies and getting started here at Catholic Theological Union, that has enough stress of its own transitions, that kind of a thing. I function well under this kind of structure. So having those ascetic structures in place not only would help my prayer life and help community life, because a few of our confreres here in the house are also doing it with me, but also I knew it would give me structure amidst the stress. For the most part, it just helps me go to bed on time, which is really good. Like, hey, I could stay up late and freak out or just go to bed and take it on in the morning, which always goes better. So that's going well. That's great. Yeah, it is. It's really good. And then hopefully, maybe sometime in Lent, we might do it again and get you on board. Yeah. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. (laughs) At this time, I enjoy Oktoberfest beer. Hey, and and fall is such a lovely time to enjoy, so I respect that decision. It's good. Let's be honest, I just, I needed it, clearly. I I need this structure. You're so strong. You can make it through the fall. I blame it on year one. New things. Um, One other really exciting opportunity just to share that I did through one of my classes, one of my four classes I'm taking this semester is called World Christianity and looking at Christianity through interreligious and intercultural perspectives. And so one of the assignments is for us to go to a worship service of some kind for a religion outside of Christianity. The beauty of being in Chicago, there's all sorts of opportunities nearby. I actually have a classmate who is Muslim and I went to the place where he works where they also have a space where they gather for worship. It's not a a specific mosque per se, but it's still a place of worship. Mm -hmm. The place where he is at is called Iman, I-M-A-N. It stands for Inner City Muslim Action Network which I also found out apparently the word Iman or Iman, I-M-A-N, would translate as faith, which I thought was pretty brilliant that their acronym also means faith. So I went... A coincidence? (laughs) I think not. (laughs) So I attended what's called Juma prayer, which is my Christian understanding, kind of the equivalent of how we go once a week to Sunday mass. It's a time for communal prayer and to be together. It's the big celebration of the week. Friday midday is that for the Muslim faith, as far as I understand it, which is Juma prayer, sometime around like noon or one. This one was at one o'clock. So I went there with a few of my classmates and we just sat and attended and witnessed the service, which was really eye-opening. And oh, everyone was so incredibly welcoming. So um, that was a really fruitful and eye-opening experience. So lots of cool yeah. things happening thanks to school and just getting in the swing of things. It is exciting. Yeah. How about you? I guess most of my update is things that we kind of did together. Two weekends ago, we had SNC Day mm-hmm. up at St. Norbert College. So we went up to De Pere. Your first time back 
uh, since being in Chicago. It was a tearful. It was a tearful reunion. I was so happy. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody was welcoming Jonathan, and then like, oh, you're back, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of fun. Uh, we had a table at SNC Day promoting the podcast and promoting vocations and promoting the Abbey magazine. We had three hats. Man, that was that was rough for me. It was get your extroverted self on, and whether people liked it or not. Our table was right in front of the bookstore, so anybody wanting to buy St. Over College apparel had to go through us, and so we were stopping them. <laughs> it was the perfect setup. Yeah. And let's just, for the record, listeners, you did very well, Deacon Jordan, as especially for your introverted self needing to recharge away from people. You were very good at extroverting, which I know is just constantly sapping energy from you, so yeah. we made a good team, the two of us. It was good. You really embraced your extrovert side that day. It was, it was fun. It was great. And we had other Norbertines stop by. Father Mike and Brother Jacob, Father Peter. Father Brad joined us for a while, mm-hmm. encouraged us to do Facebook Live. And the other thing, when we were up there then, so killing two birds with one stone, I had to pace the Fox City's half marathon. Mm-hmm. So I did that on Sunday. Well, another exciting thing is exercising my ministry as deacon. Father Benny allowed me to serve as deacon at Mass at Our Lady of Lourdes Parish in De Pere. So I served as deacon and preached. So that was a fun experience and fun to be back there as that was my ministry placement, my second year novitiate. So you had St. Willibrods and I was at Our Lady of Lourdes. So mm-hmm. it was fun to be home for that. And they were excited to have you back. <laughs> we stopped in the offices and I mean, we both were greeted oh, as yeah, collectively yeah, yeah. as canons on the run, but also, you know, they, they knew you from previous. So to our Our Lady of Lourdes <laughs> parish workers, listeners, because we know you're listening to this. So yeah. thank you for the warm welcome. Thank you. <laughs> When this is broadcasted, we will have four more days until the Chicago Marathon. Mm-hmm. Are you feeling ready, Frater Jonathan? I am. I'm feeling ready. Uh, there's a part of me that's a little nervous because it's been a while since I did a full marathon again. So my two goals in this order are have fun and finish. I plan on finishing. So I mean, it's yeah. not like it's second, like if it happens, but yeah. <laughs> make sure I have fun along the way. How about you? How are you feeling? Well, I don't know if I should say this or not, but... Dealing with some tenderness, like it feels like a slight injury mm. in my left leg from pacing uh, the half marathon. Like I feel like I tweaked it during a 23-mile training run, mm-hmm. and then it just became aggravated. So I'm kind of working through that. I still plan to finish the Chicago Marathon. Definitely plan to start, plan to finish. <laughs> so yeah, I'm ready for it. Yeah, it'll be fun. I think it'll be I'll have good. to, this is my disclaimer if I perform badly. <laughs> See, I was injured. Uh, yeah, right. Nice. <laughs> no, you're committed to these things. I think it'll be, it'll be a good time. Yeah. So we went up to the pier and back. And since then, you've again gone up to the pier and back. You've had many trips. Yeah. Exciting opportunities, I guess. So this last week, going up to De Pere, I was up there. Dr. Rosemary Sands, who is head of the Center of Norbertine Studies, asked me to serve on a discussion panel for the freshman gateway or first year experience. And so initially, that's why I went up there. But then Father Patrick was heading up there for some things as well. So we went up together and he invited me. And so in saying yes to this gateway panel, 
I had the opportunity to say yes to other things while up there. So Father Patrick is an alum of Notre Dame Academy. So he was celebrating the all-school mass and asked me to serve as deacon with him. And Father Christian is there, so he can celebrate it. So we had three Norbertines celebrating mass at Notre Dame Academy. And then um, Father Patrick also celebrated daily Mass at the Abbey while we were up there and asked me to serve as his deacon and preach. So it was uh, just some fun opportunities just to connect with confreres, fellow Norbertines back at the Abbey. So this one, this one yes in one event that I was anticipating going up for became a lot of things. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, one yes became many yeses. You were kept plenty busy up there. That's a lot. And so I, I think this idea that's sticking with me for this podcast is when do we say yes and when do we say no? Because when I was up there, I was doing some work and listening to a podcast, Pints with Aquinas. And he was interviewing Father Ryan Mann and talking about Aquinas's ordering of life. Disclaimer, I did not listen to the whole podcast, so I don't know <laughs> what the ending was. But it was talking about ordering one's life in a proper order. So there's a hierarchy of goods that take precedence in life. And so it was kind of like when to say yes and when to say no. And that can often be a challenge because sometimes... We do need to say no so we don't overextend ourselves, but often there's a delight in saying yes to new, unique opportunities to challenge and to share life with others. And so one of the professors on the Gateway panel was encouraging freshmen to say yes to opportunities because college is is filled with opportunities to grow and learn and self-discovery and things like that. But I guess I raise the question, when does it go too far? Mm-hmm. Right, absolutely. How can I find balance between these, this mm-hmm. yes and this no, so that I'm not in over my head? So I think a perfect example of this is when we went up for SNC Day. That was a definite yes, because it's a really good opportunity. It's something we knew we wanted to take advantage of. We sat down with a meeting in a meeting with our prior, Father Brad, and he was really great at just saying, is there anything I can help you with? What do you need to do? He gave us a few ideas about Facebook, doing a Facebook Live event, asked a few other questions. That was, for me, this moment of realizing, oh my gosh, like I, I need to either be all in here or else I'm just going to kind of float along. Like, come on, I got to commit to this. So that was a really helpful moment for me between that night then and the next morning to get on board and say, all right, I'm here for this moment. I'm going to say yes to this. Let's be, you know, and that allowed me then to have the energy to just enjoying engaging with everyone and embrace that day in itself. So mm-hmm. saying yes in that case was you know, mutually beneficial for all involved. It added more work, but it was all for a really good thing and mutually beneficial. Mm-hmm. When you were at SNC Day, I mean, because of your connection there, you knew a lot more people than I did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, where it was also like, oh, this is nice because I don't have to make small talk with strangers all the time. <laughs> like, so I saw a lot of former classmates were there, and they had their little rugrats running around. <laughs> and of course, I was in a fraternity while I was there, Tau Kappa Epsilon, and a couple of the guys stopped by our table. So I got to chat with them, and uh, my good friend Ben stopped by, and, and we had a long conversation. So those were easy conversations for me. It's the, oh, hey, check this out. Grab a magazine. <laughs> Have you ever heard of our podcast? Like, But of course, like the fun thing that we had on our table was stickers. Heck yeah, and stickers. So, and so always giving 
So I think we now have a good following of three to eight-year-olds because um, <laughs> they loved our stickers. They loved them. Yeah, we'll have to get some more stickers because we ran out. I'm telling you, people, they were going like hotcakes. So right. we'll let you know when the next band of stickers comes in. <laughs> That's our only merchandise we have right now. That's all we can talk about. <laughs> we have stickers. Most of you have. Well, we have stickers. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good example of when saying yes is mutually beneficial for lots of reasons, which we reaped that day. Saying no is a different Yeah, and thing. often... I think for both of us, saying no is more difficult than saying yes. Seriously. You know, there's a quote that I think we all in our culture reference pretty regularly. And I have the full quote here. It's attributed to Alexander Graham Bell, the inventor of the telephone. Um, He's right. That's why you know that name. And he is attributed with saying when one door closes, another opens. But we often look so long and so regretfully upon the closed door that we do not see the one which has opened for us. I think that's really true about no in a lot of situations because for many people in our culture, saying no just feels bad. Or often for me, if I feel that I am able to help, I have that skill set and I can do it, saying no just feels like something mean that I'm doing, right? But I need to be really honest with what other commitments are already on the table. So if I'm being honest, especially in hindsight, I can reflect on this. There are times that I've said yes to projects And in fact, I would argue that that was actually the more damaging answer to give rather than saying, no, I'm too busy because I already had so much going on. I ended up stressed. I had to do so much for a lot of different projects. People are emailing, you know, hey, do you have anything on that yet? Just waiting to hear back from you. They're very patient, but I'm trying to put out too many fires then, you know, so saying no helps you find that balance. It's better. Or I know you always say you feel like you put your light under a bushel basket like mm-hmm. you you hide the gifts that god has given you but if that light is starting to dim like your energy well then you're not giving your full self to that commitment and that can be even more damaging yeah seriously one other example of saying no that really helped me understand again in hindsight that other doors are in fact opening when i was in mexico this past summer at this school doing my language and cultural immersion there was an opportunity to go to a very famous historic site near Cuernavaca. And I didn't find out about it until that day. So I could have hopped on. I could have said, oh, yeah, sure, I'd love to come. But I had loosely planned a few other things that day. So I said, you know, no, I don't think I'll be able to just because I had already gone on a few excursions. I felt like I was getting a little too busy. So it just felt better to say no. So they all leave for the excursion. I'm done with school. I go back to my host home in Cuernavaca. And I'm just, I start to beat myself up because I was like, man, why did I say no to that? Like, I'm missing this really good opportunity. Our confers are saying, make sure you take advantage of every opportunity you can. Mm-hmm. So I'm seeing all the negatives. I'm putting my attention in the wrong place. You know, one part that really helped it was a conversation I had with my sister. We did a little Skype call that afternoon. And I just voiced that to her. You know, I said, I should be taking advantage of these things. I'm just afraid I'm going to be sitting here like doing what's comfortable and, and sitting inside. And it's funny, her response to me was, yeah, right. That's not the brother that I know. You, you're absolutely taking advantage. Like, don't, don't just because of this one thing, don't discount yourself from trying to go out there and, and take advantage of these opportunities, which that was a really helpful push from the outside I needed. I went to the Cuernavaca Children's Mission for the first time and volunteered. That ended up being a connection that made me keep going back for the rest of the time I was there. That day, because I went, I got invited to come and help out at their school on Saturdays as well. So that Saturday I went 
I don't know if I would have gone there that Saturday if I hadn't gone this particular day when I didn't go on this trip. Mm -hmm. So when I went on Saturday, it was a surprise birthday for Sister Maggie, who started the Cuernavaca Children's Mission there. So it was a celebration. I got a huge cultural experience there. Got to know all these wonderful people. I mean, it was a wonderful, wonderful experience while I was there. And that door opened because I was willing to say no to something else. So it's not always clear in the moment, but it's really important. Yeah. And I think saying yes or no to these events and things is different from saying yes or no to God. I know in the Old Testament, we see this all the time, like reflecting upon a class I took on Jeremiah. In the introduction, God is calling Jeremiah to be a prophet. And Jeremiah is saying, why me? I'm too weak. Like, I don't have these gifts. And God is just kind of affirms Jeremiah that I will put my words into your mouth. Trust me. Hmm. I'm I'm calling you to do this, right? And so ideally, we should never say no to God, but we're human and frail and we do. But to always recognize that God is calling us, each of us, to something greater. And so in this discernment, it's how do I say yes to God and where do I find God sustaining me in my yes? Yeah. Another example that I had in my class I'm taking this semester, intro Introduction to the Old Testament, we talked recently about Moses in the Exodus event, and Exodus 3.11 says, But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? God answered, I will be with you. So plain and simple, right? Who am I to do this? And what I love, I found out the, the cultural context of that question. Who am I isn't a way of saying I'm unwilling or challenging it. It's basically a way of saying I want to say yes, but... I'm leaving the door open because I'm going to need some help here. Like, who am I to do this? Like, I'm going to need a little bit more here, God. So similar to what Jeremiah's saying, we need God. And I think that's the ultimate that we arrive at with this yes and no battle that we have in these different levels of yes and no, is how am I bringing God into this discussion? Sometimes we don't know whether to say yes or no. And so in that in-between time, in that discerning time, just to be okay walking forward next step and saying, God, I trust you. Yeah. I still haven't arrived at an answer yet. I'd really like one, but I trust you. There's a lot of other evidence that's confusing or overwhelming, but okay, I'll trust you. Not all yeses and all noes are on equal footing. I guess going back to the podcast, Pints with Aquinas, like how do we order our life? Some yeses are, are higher than others and similarly to noes. And I think this is where... Exodus 90 program that you're doing, Frater Jonathan, is good. It's an order reordering of your life. You have to ask yourself, why am I following these quote-unquote restrictions? Mm -hmm. You don't follow them blindly, but ideally they're leading you to a greater yes to God. Mm. Similarly, the yeses and noes that we give in our day-to-day -day life should be leading us closer to God. And I think that allows us to also then recognize what are we paying attention to? Like you said, not just doing things arbitrarily. Am I paying attention to the things that I'm losing? Or am I paying attention to the difficulties? Or am I paying attention to where it's going to? Am I paying attention to the yes, the opportunities, God's love that's coming through in these decisions? In a yes and a no, the goodness that God is bringing through those decisions. Mm -hmm. If you want to find out more, head to www.norbertines.org. Click on the podcast tab. We'd love to hear from you. You can click on contact the podcast team and let us know what you think. Also check us out on iTunes. Leave us a rating and review. And you can also now like us on Facebook. So check us out on Facebook, Cannons on the Run.
as we continue to discern who God is calling us each to be and where God is leading us in our day-to-day lives. May we have authentic yeses and authentic noes, which lead us closer to God and his love and our love of neighbor. And as we continue to journey down this path, we ask for the intercession of our Holy Fathers, St. Norbert and Augustine. Pray Pray for us. us.